everyone, and welcome to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. My name is Dave Dorsey, and I manage a ranch located in Wasilla, Alaska. Presently, there are 12 beagles and one basset living at the ranch. We have some exciting ABR news this weekend. Trigger has passed his wellness checkup at VCA Far Country. He also had his shots brought up to date. We did have some redness in his ears, but it wasn't an infection. He did a, they did a rinse, and he should be good to go. Typical beagle, you must keep an eye out for those ears. Some good news, Trigger is ready for his forever home. Trigger came to ABR almost a month ago via Kentucky, Kotzebue, Alaska, and Anchorage, Alaska. Trigger is a blue tick beagle, and he's a little over one year old. His foster says he's very handsome, sweet, and playful. He's good with kids and other dogs, but I don't know about cats. We have already received a few adoption applications, but if you're interested, you can email me at akbeagleranch at gmail.com to get one. Remember, just because you sent in an application doesn't mean you automatically get a beagle. We need to make sure that you're right for that beagle, your home is right for a beagle, and make sure that beagle is right for you. Other ABR news, we might have a Beagle Lab Mix joining us in collaboration with another rescue. Stay tuned for more on this on our next show along with other exciting Beagle stuff. We are also looking for some wonderful fosters. There can be a lot involved in being a foster, so think it over. Some of our Beagles might need special needs like having to go to the vet or they might need to take meds, and maybe it might need some additional training. Of course, they always need some good loving. Sorry, but you must live in the Matanuska Susitna Valley area, specifically near Wasilla or Palmer. We can be contacted at akbeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226 for more information. Remember, our goal is for every beagle, especially in Alaska, has a happy home. Today's show is dedicated to Lucy. Lucy was a senior lemon beagle with a lot of fight in her. Alaska Beagle Ranch is a nonprofit and we depend on donations to help us with our mission. What is our mission? Our mission and our goal is for every beagle, especially in Alaska, has a happy home. For our beagles to be happy, they need to be healthy. We only adopt out healthy beagles, so we need your help in paying medical bills to get or keep them healthy so they can find their forever home. Beagles that can't be adopted out become resident beagles at ABR. Their medical, food, and upkeep can be costly. We know that the holiday season is a stressful time of year and the economy isn't as good as we would like for it to be. Just a few dollars add up and goes a long way. Go to our Facebook page of Alaska Beagle Ranch and you can find out how you can donate through PayPal or Amazon. Today's show, we're going to talk about what to do if your pet is passing away or had died. Not a very pleasant subject, but one you should think about if you have a sick or senior pup. The more you're prepared, the easier it will be for both of you and your pup to go through this transition. First, you should ask questions. 
If your dog has a health condition or is simply getting older, talk with your veterinarian about what changes may occur as time goes on. Knowing what to expect can help you prepare for how you'll handle future challenges. If you think your dog may be nearing the end of their life, it's also good to have a dialogue about pet euthanasia, putting your dog to sleep, and how your vet performs a service, as well as options afterward like burial and cremation. Veterinarians usually partner with companies to provide these services after your dog passes. You can also contact other providers who specialize in end-of-life care, like veterinarians who perform euthanasia in your home, to learn more about their services. Generally, we get senior dogs at ABR. I've had five pets pass away in the past six years, four from cancer and one from heart failure. Some you will be able to tell when their time is getting closer and the quality of life isn't there. Euthanasia is a humane way to assist your pup in crossing over the rainbow bridge. It minimizes any suffering your loving pet might have. Two, lean on your veterinarian. The hardest decision you'll ever have to make as a pet parent is if and when to euthanize your dog. Only you can determine the right answer to that question, but it helps to have expert input from your vet. One key thing to consider is whether your dog is suffering. Your vet can let you know if you've exhausted all the options to make your dog feel better. You can also discuss if it makes sense to continue testing and treatment if your pet's condition will in inevitably deteriorate. Three, have a plan. You'll probably have a better feel for how you'd like your dog's last days to be once you've done some research. Having an end-of-life plan in mind could include if hospice care is a good solution to keep your pet comfortable in their final days. Cooper was on hospice care at home for almost a year with bladder cancer. He did fine on a light pain pill. When his cancer got worse and he had trouble getting up and wasn't stable, he had that look in his eyes. We knew it was time. When euthanasia makes sense for you and your pet, for example, if he can no longer walk. Hank suffered from lung cancer and went downhill fast. Lucy, with treatment, battled her bladder cancer for almost a year. When the cancer was too much, you could see her fading away. Who will perform euthanasia? The pup's attending vet is who I used. Dr. Schmidt at Tier 1 Medical Center in Palmer treated Hank and Lucy. I asked him. Dr. Wellman at VCA Far Country was Cooper's vet, and I asked him. Both excellent doctors, and I wanted someone I knew, someone that knew me and my pups. Where do you like it to happen? It can happen at the veterinarian clinic, at your home, or in the park. It's important to understand that sometimes things don't go as planned. Just do the best you can in the situation you're given. In any case, your pet will remember how much you love them, and they loved you. And that's really what matters most. Four, spend quality time with your dog. Time is our most limited resource. You can't get more of it when it's gone. So cherish the moments that you have left with your four-legged friend. Do those things that your pet loves to do with you. Does your dog love to fetch a ball but isn't up to it anymore? Try rolling the ball to him on the ground or just letting him play with it in his mouth. 
If walks around the neighborhood aren't possible, considering loading up your pup in a doggy stroller in a wagon for some fresh air. Any time you spend together is good, even if it's just being in the same room. Your presence will comfort your pup. Give your workplace a heads up. If you have an idea of when you think your dog will pass, you might want to let your work know. That way, they'll have advance notice that you may need some time off soon. Six, determine what services you want. If you haven't already decided what you want to do with your pet after the, he dies, now is the time to make that choice. If your pet was euthanized, the veterinarian who performed the service should provide information about your options. Cremation is most common. A lot of cities and town ordinances usually don't allow dogs to be buried at home. Burial may be an option if there's a local pet cemetery. I had all my pups cremated. Both clinics offered to have their people take the pups to the pet crema crematorium. I told them, no, that it was my job. Passages Pet Cremation and Grief is excellent. Very professional and caring. They also have a private room for you to spend some time with your pet if you would like. They all have matching urns and are on a shelf in my living room. I've kept all the dog's collars and tags. They are the base of their urns. I want them to continue to be a part of my family, even though they're no longer physically with us. 7. What to do if your dog dies naturally at home? If your dog died unexpectedly at home, you could contact your veterinarian for advice but it's probably easier to go directly to a pet cemetery or crematorium. Either way, you'll have to transport your pet to their facility. If you can't afford services to care for the body, your veterinarian or animal control can dispose of it for you. Typically, this is through a communal, as in a group, cremation. Joy and Area passed away at home. Both happened on a weekend when it was after hours to get some help. I wrapped them in their doggy blanket and put them in the basement where it was cool. First thing Monday, I took them to the crematorium. Give yourself some time to grieve. Pets are a part of the family, so it's perfectly normal to grieve your dog when your dog dies. Give yourself grace and permission to mourn, understanding that it's going to take time to heal. Don't rush the process. You and your pets deserve this period of grief. I still choke up on this show when I talk about my pups who've passed away. Please excuse the noise in the back. One of my pups has found an old caribou antler and is enjoying it this morning and is very noisy about it. Number nine, find support. Oftentimes, sharing grief with supportive friends and family helps ease the burden of a pet's passing. You can also find pet lovers who understand what you're going through in online communities. Or you can ask your veterinarian if there's a local pet bereavement support group or hotline. If you're having a hard time coping with loss, don't be afraid to seek help. Find pet support groups or work with a counselor or social worker. The important thing is to talk with someone who can help you acknowledge and process what you're going through. 10. Support your kids and other pets. This will be a difficult time for your whole family, but maybe particularly hard for young kids who haven't experienced the death of a loved one before. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry 
recommends the following strategies for talking with your kids about the death of a pet. Make your children as comfortable as possible. Tell them in a familiar setting. Be honest and accurate in telling the kids that their pet died and what that means. Answer your child's questions simply and honestly. Talk with your child about their feelings. Offer reassurance and comfort. Give your kids time to mourn and remember their beloved pet. A recent study shows that our pups may also mourn the deaths of other dogs they live with. They're also in tune with their family's emotions. That means any surviving pets you still have need your attention, love, and support now more than ever. 11. Honor your pal. For many pet parents, may help to create a lasting keepsake that pays tribute to the special place their dogs had in their hearts and in their lives. Search the internet and you'll find numerous ways to do this. Some pet memorial ideas include displaying your pet's ashes in an urn, commissioning artwork, or wearing a necklace of your dog's paw print. It can also be as simple as hanging on to one of your dog's favorite toys or framing some of your pet's most lovable moments caught on camera. I have pictures of my pets all over the house. Besides their urn being in the house, outside I've painted rocks and put their names on one. That way they're remembered in the yard they love to play in. Remember the choices you make about your pet's final days and remembrances are incredibly personal. Although others may offer their opinions on what you should do, only you can determine what's the truly best for you and your pet. 12. If possible, avoid other major life changes right now. While sometimes it can't be helped, choosing to lay low for a bit if you can will help make the transition easier once your pet passes. Major life events like moving to a new house or changing jobs can make the stress of losing your pet more difficult. Give yourself some time and space to focus on your own mental and emotional well-being for a while. 13. Consider for the effects of a new pet in the home. While you, you'll likely feel the loss of your beloved pet for a long time, now may not be the best time to bring a new dog or puppy until everyone in the family is ready, including both people and other pets. Someday a new pet will bring you all so much joy, but no pet can never be replaced. Give yourselves time to grieve and then have a family discussion after a few weeks, months, or even years when you all agree and that it's the right time for an additional furry family member. I hope this helps when it's time for your loved ones to cross the Rainbow Bridge. Feel free to contact me for more information. The clinics I discussed in today's show don't give me any compensation for mentioning them. Today's Beagle Spotlight. Lucy came to ABR in April of 2020 from Alaska Cat and Dog Rescue. I got a call from Megan at VCA Far Country saying there was a beautiful beagle that was surrendered there and it would be going to AK Cat and Dog the next day. I contacted them the next day saying I wanted her. We did the paperwork, and in a day or so, Lucy came to the ranch. Lucy was a senior pup, a beautifully colored lemon beagle. I was told she still had a urinary tract infection 
and to continue antibiotics until they ran out. Lucy had a beautiful dogality, I mean personality. Her bark and her roo was awesome. After a week, I noticed she was still drinking a lot of water and squatted for a bit before she started peeing. I made a vet appointment thinking she was not over the UTI yet. The vet agreed and more antibiotics. A week later, there was no change. Back to the vet and we decided to do an x-ray. Bladder cancer, damn it. They referred us to Tier 1 Medical Center. Dr. Schmidt took the case and told me of all the pups' ups and downs. One was she had an overactive thyroid and it had to be corrected before any cancer treatment would be accurate. Dr. Serator was a surgeon and she recommended removal of at least one of the four thyroid glands. So we went for it. Lucy did well in surgery and recovery. Next, it was to start chemo and maybe later, radiation. The cancer was blocking some of her liver and the concern was it would block it altogether. Every two weeks, we went in for chemo and after a bit, we were making progress and almost at the verge of remission. The cancer was, was reciting, but not as fast as we would like. We went back every few weeks for more chemo and then it wasn't reciting anymore. We got more aggressive with radiation. The cancer wasn't spreading, but it wasn't reciting. Then one visit, Dr. Schmidt came in after taking an x-ray and he had a long face. The cancer had spread. My heart dropped. He talked of alternatives that we had, but you could tell he wasn't recommending them. We stopped all treatment. For about two months, she acted the same as she always did. I had to bribe her to eat, but she was eating less and losing lots of weight. Finally, she was getting enough, getting weak enough to where she was having trouble getting up and wasn't stabled. I carried her out to the yard to go potty and then called Dr. Schmidt and told him it was time. I cried. Dr. Schmidt cried and the two techs helping cried. She crossed the bridge while lying in my lap. She was such a special pup. She was a strong fighter to the end. I'd like to thank my sister Diane for the encouraging conversations we had after the vet visits on our drive home. Also, thank you to the many people who donated for Lucy's battle. Our friends at Eagle River Automotive held a fundraiser for her. Without everyone's donations, we couldn't have gone as far as we did. Oh, and thanks to Dr. Schmidt and his staff. They were wonderful. Even the office manager, Brittany, was donating to Lucy's cause. Lucy had a wonderful people, had a lot of wonderful people pulling for her. Thank you for listening to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. You can find our notes on our blog at akbeagleranch.blogspot.com. If you know someone who is looking to get a beagle, please share our podcast with them. All the episodes will tell you what you need to know about beagles. If you have any questions about beagles and if they are right for you, email me at akbeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226. You can follow us on Facebook at Alaska Beagle Ranch or on Twitter at, at Beagle underscore ranch. If you would like to support the Alaska Beagle Ranch, there are links on how to on our Facebook page. Be sure to like and subscribe and maybe some feedback. See you next week.